Hi, I'm Rory Holland, founder and CEO at Customer. Hi, I'm Dan O'Cog. I'm the brand strategist and brand identity designer at Customer. Welcome to Wealth and Worth, a podcast mini-series that we've developed here at Customer that explores how to elevate your financial or fintech business through effective branding. That's right. We're going to delve deep into the process. We're going to share insights, tips, and some stories from both of our experiences in the world of finance and branding. Well, Dan, uh, bringing it back around, we on the last podcast, we talked about basically bringing personality to brand and what does that mean? So really giving it a soul is what we talked about and that personality and style. And what I'm excited about today is, is we're going to be talking about how do we, how do we take the values of a brand and really resonate, make them resonate throughout the brand and a variety of other elements of the brand. Excited to kind of hear what you think about that. Absolutely. It was a good podcast. The last one, Rory, I enjoyed recording that. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out because that it's in my territory. I'm about, I'm bound to say that I like it, but you, we're talking about adding that style and personality in that episode. And I, I use the analogy of a person. So when we create a brand, we are bringing a person, a new character to life. And that word that you just said there, the soul, I like that description because it's, it is almost ethereal what goes on within a brand, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is often the first things that we see or look at or hear even with a brand um, dictate our feelings and how we react. And so today's episode, when you just mentioned that title there, Visualizing Values, it really, it, it's a perfect follow-on because if we have our the, the early makings of our person our character of that brand so i think i use that analogy of a logo being the face of a brand that face of a person when you say a person's name the first thing you think about is their face right regardless of yep. um, who they are you kind of picture that face that's for me the logo's job we should have that logo to, to kind of instantly recognize the business and the style and the personality are everything that fit into and around that brand. So for a person, that could be their clothes that they wear and how they present themselves to the world. With values, this is, it's a really interesting area. I mean, how do you, where do you start when you want to visualize a value? How will I, or how will we, portray a certain value to that audience okay mm -hmm. it's it comes down to uh, for me anyway a number of different factors within design and you can kind of go out there and search all these different meanings for certain elements and, and i think color is probably a really good place to start because colors have such a um it's like a gut feeling sometimes there's like an intrinsic reaction to a specific color and there are psychological reports out there that have evaluated how people react to color and i think 
for the start of this episode to just really touch on that for the most basic of all things for a brand is the colors that they will inherit for their brand and the colors rory they have an impact on the value that that brand will portray and what it wants to come across does that, am i making sense on this side of the microphone yeah when i when i hear you say that and what a couple three words i put together are thinking about the values and and basically again indeed the core values of the brand and then the principles it stands for and then what are those attributes in the brand and color is definitely a great place to start because it's 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 a conversation we often have because financial brands tend to pick blue and green that's pretty common and when clients hire us they not only hire us because we have the skills and experience and expertise in finance and fintech and so we understand their business and the ecosystem with which they work in and have a generally have a pretty good understanding of the market they're serving and and what makes those those folks tick whether businesses or consumers that they're trying to sell because we've been doing this a long time but it's it's so common they don't want to look like everybody else that's the other reason they come to us is they want to to stand out in the crowd and so let's unpack that a little bit because there's only so many color core primary colors and when we when you think about representing and properly visualizing a brand's core values talk a little bit more about how color plays into that because i've seen the work that we've done and the work that you've done and you somehow it feels like you invent new colors somehow (laughs) well i promise you i don't (laughs) or maybe i do i don't know um it's it's one of the first places that i start when it comes to brand and brand identity yeah there's the sketching and the kind of you know, working out the shapes that are going to make up a logo. But the, one of the first creative uh, parts and jobs that I, that I do is to kind of get colors, um, and I'm using that as plural, to match them up next to each other and sit them next to each other to see how they look and feel. And we can, I mean, I don't have to give a specific example, but if a brand that has been through our process and they have their, their strategy, we've analyzed and worked out with them what their, their mission is and what their core values are, we will know at that stage, um, let's say, for example, security is a really high priority on one of their values you know we're talking financial sector here and quite often security is is a feature in there and for me when i'm designing when i'm pulling things together that that i always have to have a reason so i'm going to go off on a little tangent here but i always have to have a reason for using things i don't just pick a color and go yeah that looks great why have you chosen that color and that's where that 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 set of core values that basic understanding the foundations of the brand has to be completed because if i pick a bright yellow Mm -hmm. for example and we know security is one of their core values that's going to be hard to justify Mm -hmm. unless there's a valid reason um and i'm now trying to wrap my brain around why a bank would want to go with a bright yellow perhaps they're a, a brand new um you know, fintech startup and they've got a completely new take on things and this yellow perhaps fitted into um, what we'd call like a partnering 
and core values to something that would sit is, is, is just as important as that security side of things. So let's say they, I don't know, maybe they, I can't think of the example, but that we have to have a valid reason for picking these particular colors because they should represent the values. And to just take it that step ahead, Rory, if, if we get that right, so when we're choosing um, these elements that we want to match up with our, our foundation, if we get that right, it should resonate. And it should resonate with the audience that we are creating the brand for. Mm-hmm. And this is a... I'll let you jump in in a second because I just want to add on to that. This is a really hard process for a lot of business owners to to get into. The reason being, and this is why I usually find that they bring their personal taste to the equation. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, I don't, I don't like that color. And more often than not, we have to educate and sit back and say, look, we're not choosing this to decorate your house. We have been through the process and looked at this brand with you. This brand, we want it to resonate with this audience and that's why we're choosing this color. And these are these are just some of those reasons, Rory, why, you know, the title suggests that crafting a resonant brand identity is so important and being able to visualize those values that we should have established for the business. You might already have them or we might have worked through them with you. That makes sense. It does, and because colors evoke so much emotion, we we want to choose colors that that do resonate with the audience and and are consistent with with the brand that we're developing. Because and we want to to evoke those desired emotions. So, a couple of things come to mind when I think of like the color spectrum blue is like trust and stability and you've got green which means like typically means prosperity and growth and we see shades of gray that are are more um more about could be more about sophistication or professionalism or stability um so it feels like a color palette is is so critical and i don't know if there's some examples you can share things we can talk about because they're all the colors in the rainbow are available to us but we we're very in, um, intentional about what we choose from what I hear you saying. So Dan, along the lines, we're talking about color palette and how important that is. And let's go ahead and let's, how about we share a few examples? So yeah, that'd our, be good. So our listeners can, can follow us along. So I'm going to start with, with one that, that you, you recall, and we can talk with the listeners about access one. That's right. So access one, this was actually an interesting one, Rory. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pleased, but not pleased. I've just realized why the, the colors were specifically on this one. If you remember, as we were going through with this one, we suggested an alternative palette. And um, for one reason or another, it was an internal matter, um, mm-hmm. but we, we ended up using and slightly modifying if memory comes to to mind how they use their existing colors Mm -hmm. and this is actually a a good it's a good example because they had a palette um that wasn't working for them or so they thought um but what we were actually able to do 
having worked through the, the foundation stuff and analyzing all of that core, the, the values and the mission, making sure we we're on track with that, we were able to say, if we're going to stick with these colors, we need to use them in the right way mm-hmm. so that, that we get across the right feeling. And so that one, this project was a really good example of recrafting, probably the best word to use, but making something um, feel the way that it probably should have done, or maybe it did do back in day one and it had perhaps lost its way a little bit. But now we've got a palette that is unique and you wouldn't look at that and think this is a financial brand Mm -hmm. apart from the fact it says pay twice on the the kind of fold but we've got colors that are not you know indicative of a, a big financial institution this one was all about the patients and how they should feel when they're paying mm-hmm. so yeah that was access one did does that ring true now Rory do you remember the it, I do and the success of this one was was wonderful to to be a part of um, it really helped them we did a big reveal for them and in the fall of 2022 so almost a year ago now and coming off of that reveal to the industry and then to their investors as they continued to scale resulted in a, a pretty significant capital raise for them. So this yeah. was a contributing factor to that. So still working with us today, right? They're going on a couple of years. Absolutely. Um, we're continuing to sc- help them scale and acquire new new hospitals. And a really good brand actually before we move on because there was different tiers or different elements to this brand. So it was making sure that values were visualized correctly across everything, all the different services that they they used, um, including some, I think from memory, visualizing stuff that was potentially coming up. And that's a key one with brands, Rory, when they, uh, you know, understanding where they are now, but where they want to be and making sure that that is taken into account when you go through an exercise like, rebranding mm-hmm. because the, the job here is to make sure that we're not repeating the exercise in in six months 12 months this wants to last you know as long as possible yeah it's beautiful um i think the the messaging to support it all too i know we're talking about color palette but uh messaging and imagery really came together nicely all right you want to take a look at another one yeah i would all right let's let's take a look at another one here how about how about Nexi? Yeah, that was a good one. Good colors from memory as well. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a background with these guys too. If if you look at the top bar, Fundamental Capital was their former name. So this was this went beyond visual branding. This was an actual naming exercise mm. to come up with a new name for this business lender, formerly Fundamental Capital, and then. Really, the objective here was to try to bring the brand to life because it was just a it was just a, a word that that you know we kind of created. You you identified Dan as part of the branding process. Tell us a little bit about this one because this is such a unique brand. I think it's beautiful what you've done here. Yeah, and with a lot of these brands, there are others out there. Well, most of them, um, you, you're not often going to find some a business that is just on its own in a marketplace. So when Nexi came to us, it was, 
As I've said before, finding out what makes them different. Mm -hmm. That's that part of the brand that as a designer lets me tap into what's going to be the kind of fundamentals of this creatively. So when we talk about creating a, a resonant brand and a brand identity, this one is all about these vibrant entrepreneurs. So these small business entrepreneurs, as that homepage says, this needed to kind of click into that gear in a way. And so you, you can see from that, we've got that gradient going on. We've got some really vibrant purple and pink, and that's different, mm-hmm. right? And, and the company themselves are very different in how they go about business. And I don't want to go into the, the kind of um, how they do business, but they were adamant throughout all the, all the workshops that we do things differently. This is how we do it. And, and for me, it was making sure that that value came across in how they are, how they present themselves to the, to the outside world. Purple, pink. Don't see that very often in finance, do you, Rory? Don't see it very often. And I think you nailed it when you said that they do do, do things differently. And I think it for us, it was, and it continues to be, a, it continued to be a client of ours now, going on a couple of years as well. Very refreshing. And this is consistent with our own mission and our own values to make a positive impact in the world through the work that we do. And so Nexi, as is Access One, um, the majority of our clients are reflections of our own mission and values to, to do good things while we're on this planet. And so Nexi has been, has been a wonderful client, super exciting. The business lending space has, has a variety of different players in it. So helping Nexi succeed and grow, stand out, be different was really the initial objective. And it's nice to see it flowing out and them continuing to succeed and grow. And if memory serves me right, Rory, I believe one of the founders when we presented the logo, you probably went, I don't know if you were on the call. She said, um, she might get the tattoo of the logo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a higher compliment than that. That's pretty good. <laughs> if you want to wear it on your body forever, that's uh, yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the logo, like the colors. And, yeah. um, it was, it's a really been a really good brand to work with. So wonderful. Far. Thanks for that, Dan. All right. And we're going to do how about one more. Yeah, it's a little cool more. All right, so hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a little bit different one because we've looked at some vibrant colors. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Onyx IQ. So a completely different, obviously, to look at, and you know. This is a, is a good thing to put up because as an example shows that they, the approach that Onyx has as a brand will be completely different to Access One. Mm-hmm. You know them better than me, but yeah. I would imagine that as a business, not quite at polar opposites, but if you look, for me anyway, as a designer, what I'm seeing is that they've got a... Um, a serif font so that's a lot more literal and a little bit more as i would describe a sage way of appearing so pretty business minded would mm-hmm. be my comment on this one um as opposed to the the, the the softer more warming tones of that access one colors um 
I mean, is that black? I can't quite see on my screen here, but yeah, it's black. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing I'd like about what you said there. Yeah. It's, this is a reflection of their values. Um, very business minded. Um, their founder and CEO, um, has been in the industry for, for decades and he designed and launched, um, pre-launched basically this software with us and really from the perspective of a business lender himself and understanding the underwriting process and, and that the whole, the whole process needed to be broken and recreated. And so that's Onyx in automating the entire, and what we use the word with them, supercharging uh, the lending process through automated software. And so if, if our audience doesn't know the founder of this company, they may, Jay, uh, but this is a direct reflection of the values he wanted to represent in a visual manner and in words. So it's really neat to see uh, CJ um, and Onyx succeed and his team grow. And this has been another success story. Um, they've made it, managed to get to profitability as a software company in, in less than a year. And we continue to help drive their pipeline. And it's a big testament to this is how the brand's been recognized, perceived, and, and giving us all that we need to be consistent, be coherent, um, and build credibility and trust because of the consistency that's built into the brand. And then how now we're able to take that out and reflect it in ongoing marketing and sales. I love it. The one thing that I was actually just going to comment on not, not just for this brand, but with brands in general is they evolve, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing to say that in, I don't know, two years, three years, five years, Onyx may revisit and feel like it doesn't suit or fit some of their, the way that they've progressed. Mm -hmm. Businesses progress, businesses grow. And it doesn't mean a full rebrand, but it can it can mean a bit of a reevaluation at times. And I'm not saying that for Onyx, but with businesses out there, they can reach various milestones where, especially after events like the pandemic, where a lot of businesses had to shift how they operate and how they practice. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you find yourself in this zone of not quite realizing or not quite recognizing the business that is set out um, and that's at the stage for me where brand steps up to the plate because that should be a revisit of what your original goals are where you are now and where you're heading yeah and it's you referenced it like people brands are like people they evolve um we we learn we grow we succeed we may make, make mistakes we have the, the valleys and we have the peaks so brands are very similar and how we as marketers help leaders of of the brands we support and new ones that we'll be working with take advantage of and and learn from the challenges by applying whether that's you know we're often launching new products and new services from from existing brands when brands that our audience may know our listeners may know come to us and say hey we want to launch a new product we want to really get out there and make an impact can you help us or you know we mentioned onyx um, as a startup from a seasoned founder 
they needed to get out from ground zero, but now we're a couple of years in. Now we're looking at it, not only new product features that are rolling out based on the needs of the current audience, but we're looking at new audiences and maybe new, brand new products that are going to come off of it. So I think what you're describing makes sense because of the sometimes the bumpy road and sometimes the hockey stick growth in either event, times change, businesses need to change too, and the brands need to stay consistent and, and, and grow with with that as well to stay relevant and and that's part of this fun part is you know some of the ones that we showed you like access one was an existing brand they've been around for a while but they needed to they needed to grow with the times and take advantage of a new product a new mobile product that they wanted to release and they had a new audience that they needed to appeal to so it gave them the chance to not only better look at the current audience they needed to continue to support and grow how could they better appeal to them? But it gave us a chance too to look at how do we support this new product offering, this new audience that we want to appeal to, and do it uh, basically succeed at both. It's uh, access one is, is an incredible success story. We, I think we've spoken about it on earlier episodes, but um, just to sort of undermine what you were saying there about um, evolving. It, do you think that businesses, I sometimes get the impression that some businesses feel scared with that word brand mm. because it's a bit of an unknown or an, they think it's a, you know, I don't think they understand often the value that it brings to the table. And I, I mean, the, mm. crafting, um, visualizing values is the name of this episode. Well, that brand it has it has such far reaching values yeah and as as executives or leaders of, com- of companies and this is just the many 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 of those folks i've worked with over the years some i, I think i think most of them do recognize the value of brand but it's 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 not something that's super tangible it's not like numbers on a spreadsheet yeah so understanding the importance i think they do uh, for the most part if i may be so bold like i think most people understand it's important i think what they don't understand is the, the value you get from doing it right versus not doing it right and and what is doing it right versus not doing it right mean because a lot of people say the same si- kinds of things mm-hmm. and then there's an art and a science to it so there's a lot of, I find faith and trust that goes in when clients hire us based on our track record to help them build these multi-million dollar brands or take, take the multi-million dollar brand that exists today and make it bigger and stronger. So I, I hear you. I, I think it's, to me, I would just counter that. I think it's less about understanding or seeing value in it, but less more about not understanding the value in it and how to measure it. Yeah, I go with that. I also think that um, the more open and more honest that we are with our clients, the better the outcome for the brand. Because, like you just said, that they don't necessarily um, understand what you know the, the the kind of the implications are. And it's not about pulling the wool over people's eyes with brand. It's about often just telling the story 
of that brand um, and helping them reach out at every corner of what they do in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you've got to be honest when you do that, you've got to got to do some soul searching. You've got to sit down and find out what it is you want to get across. You know, and that's what we do. Yeah. And that's what's, that's, what's neat. When we think about the, the components, like a couple of things we wanted to make sure people got from today is examples of what, how, how core values look expressed into a brand without Mm -hmm. us necessarily unpacking these three clients core values. I think you get a sense of, of what they are. And we've talked a little bit about that. So I think one, one thing I'm hearing you say is it's really important that as part of this process that, that companies define their core values to make sure we can have something to design against that everybody buys into. Yeah, absolutely. Because a picture without a frame does not carry as much presence as one in a frame on a wall. There you Mm -hmm. go. There's a kind of weird analogy for art, but (laughs) um, you know, what I'm trying to get at here is as a designer, creating brand and brand identity, whether it's logo or the elements that go with it. If it isn't backed up with evidence, it's so hollow. Mm. And then that's just what I was saying about being honest. You know, if you can explain something to somebody, you're telling that story. And then that gives it, you know, a valid reason to exist. Mm-hmm. One thing that's important, it has to be true. Mm. Otherwise it's hollow. Yeah, 100%. and we're intuitive. We're intuitive beings, and so I think people and businesses that you might want to try to work with can intuit that if it doesn't feel genuine and authentic and true. Hence, the process when you you use the word workshops, part of our process to to help you help our clients get to get to the core values and then how they can be expressed. And I, yeah. I think that's the danger of leaders of companies not recognizing the importance and and the potential value of a, of a properly done developed brand is that you end up with something that is designed i mean it's created but it isn't designed and created from truth yeah we've gone very deep on this episode rory i like it Hey, man, it's this is what we do. <laughs> we we help we help we help our clients succeed through these types of processes. So it's been fun to fun to share it. Um, awesome. Anything else you want to share about this topic or close us out? Um, I don't think I need to add anything else in for this episode. I mean, we're always here to talk brand. If anything that you've listened to, kind of makes you want to ask questions hit us up on we've got the email we've got social and obviously we've got the customer website so we're always here to talk brand we love a good discussion i don't really want to add anything else onto this particular episode the next one coming up we're still in creatives area it's the final one of this mini series rory we are talking about creating the perfect logo um, what's going to go into a memorable logo how do we do that awesome looking forward to that one dan well thanks so much folks for listening 
join us for the next one. Absolutely. See you all soon. As part of this mini series, we're offering you the opportunity to evaluate the performance of your financial brand across three core areas. We'll be talking about brand strategy, brand growth, and your brand differentiator. That's right. We've developed a scorecard and a scorecard that would give you a personalized report with insights into your brand's strengths and areas for improvement. And the report should help you better understand and optimize your brand strategy. It'll give you actionable insights that should propel your brand forward and ultimately drive the long-term growth and success that you seek. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and get started. If you'd like to learn more about customer and the work we're doing in financial marketing, branding, and growth, you can visit our website at customer.com. That's C-S-T-M-R.com. There you'll find information and resources and all kinds of tips and tactics that you can use to optimize your brand strategy for long-term success. We appreciate you joining us today and we look forward to diving deeper into the world of financial and fintech branding on a future episode. Stay tuned.